Super Scoreboard. The old firm through the decades. Super Scoreboard, the old firm through the decades, arrives at the 1980s. And what a decade that was. It started with a riot at Hamden. It finished with Mo Johnson posing in a Celtic strip and then signing for Graham Souness at Rangers. And in between, there was a court case known as Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Super Scoreboard, the old firm through the decades. How did the complexion of Rangers change under Graham Souness? You know, because he, he, he was a, a sophisticated man and he didn't quite understand all the comings and goings in Glasgow, but he wanted to impose his standards on the club. He was a winner at Liverpool. He's now what he'd won at Liverpool, and he went to Sampdoria. Had a relative bit of success at Sampdoria, so he was he had that winning mentality. And uh, when you when you go out and get a level of money like Graham had now, I don't think any other manager in Scotland had that level of money. They had money to spend, but the, the level of money Graham had to spend now, they say, no, my marquee players now, Rangers were compete with Man United at that time for signing Terry Butcher. Terry Terry Butcher chose Rangers now over Man United now, one of the top teams in the world. Uh, they were bringing some great players in and all of a sudden this just whole new circus came to town uh, and he wanted to be part of it now, very much part of it now. And I remember in holiday and you pick up the daily record and then there's Graham soon as I want to play. So my, my first thing in my mind was, oh, well, I want to play beside him. Yeah. And uh, so you come back and pre-season couldn't start quick enough. Uh, <laughs> terrible start. We lost our first two games. Uh, uh, Hibs away and then Dundee night at home. So all of a sudden he's under pressure. Now there was, and that's, that's what comes with old firm and how you handle it. But he he'd been handling situations all his life at Liverpool and Subdonia. I'm custodian of the the manager's chair at Rangers Football Club. My job is to try and bring success to the football club. Now the people the people that will decide my fate are those those people the people who come in through the turnstiles on a Saturday or on a Wednesday night. Now if they don't come in anymore, then it's obvious I'm doing something wrong. The players I'm buying or the style of football we're, we're playing is wrong. So therefore. I wouldn't be required there. And I'd be the first one to see that. And I won't get sacked. Because I would chuck it long before that happened. His debut was a bit lively. He got sent off. And there was a 21-player Rami in the middle of the park. The only one who didn't take part was Big Ruffy, who was ah. too lazy to run that <laughs> It was too far for Ruffy to go. Yeah. But I was in the middle of it. And I said, no, I was just getting ragdolled. And all of a sudden, there was a kick. And everybody's in there. And I'm just floating about. And there's wee sneaky right hooks. There's everything. But... <laughs> the, the thing about that is, can't relate to the now you go into the dressing and soon as gets sent off and sees apologies but then he turns around and, and sort of transform it to make us feel good he'd just been beat by Hibs but he said I loved it to togetherness <laughs> <laughs> so he sort of take the dead away from himself a bit and we were all going we've just been beat <laughs> but so you go oh, he's right we're all stuck together now and it, that was just the way it was and again <laughs> we're 2 nil up against Dundee United and Cruz and then they come back and 1-3-2 uh, the second game of the season and then by that time Celtic had won the first two games of the season so they've opened up a gap in this, and the, the old firm game was called a few weeks later so there was a pressure involved with Graham coming but it was also just it, it took its time bedding in but once it bedded in he, it was great he got sent off in his first old firm game as well didn't he? he no did. he was injured in the first old firm game uh, I rattled he squeaked it He's, <laughs> I think he got sent off Billy Stark Stark I, 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 I was thinking that was the the next season because I, I remember I watched that on YouTube about three weeks ago. That was the year we won the double. 
Aye, or um, he's here. He can't wait to get it in, can he? Because <laughs> only dropped one point that year. That's what I can remember because it was a long time since that happened. When you're sitting at Celtic Park and uh, and you hear that Graham Souness has left Sampdoria to become Rangers player manager, how did that impact on everyone at Celtic? I thought it was fantastic. You know, we did because we thought there's a challenge again. You know, because there was always a challenge at Celtic. Going to training was a challenge for the old firm. People were watching you training and getting you stick <laughs> at training if you weren't playing well at training because people could watch you training. It's not like nowadays where everything's closed and you can't get in. You know, the guys up with a few cans giving you stick <laughs> if you're not <laughs> playing well in training. So that was the way it was, you know. Um, if you remember, Barrafield used to be setting the tyres on fire at 10 o'clock, bang on. So it'd be burning across Barrafield so you couldn't see and they'd be waving at you goodbye, you know. Um, so that was part of, as we say, we were brought on, so we knew that was the norm. But somebody like Graham Cran, for me, it was the best thing that happened to Scottish football, you know, mm. being a Celtic man at that particular time and it was a real tough time for me and the club at that particular time after a, a certain period um, but it was the best thing that ever happened to Scottish football at that time. Billy McNeil comes back, replaces David Hay and it's Celtic centenary year and that was when Graham Soonis got sent off, you're correct, that was the, the first Old Firm game was at Celtic Park and he got sent off. Yeah. Uh, Billy scored We won 1-0 Yeah uh, Billy scored up the Rangers then If um, you if you are steeped in it How difficult is it to cope With having to win Probably the, the league was the priority But you have to win something In your centenary year Well big disappointment was Davey going Because he was a fantastic man And gave me my opportunity I, Billy signed as the S for him Then was away And then Davey came in And gave me my opportunity My debut So it was a Massive blow him going, but obviously the fact that Billy was coming back was fantastic, you know, iconic, you know, and for me was what Celtic were all about, even to this day, if you're looking at people, because obviously the great Jock Steen was probably before my time, even though he helped with me as a young man, but the first man was Billy, the way his stature was, the captain of that club, the iconic team that he played in in 67, which is a dream team as far as I'm concerned and always will be. So he was the man that led that and never just played in it. And for him being your manager, you didn't know, he didn't give out badgering you about saying this is so important this year or whatever. It just seemed to fall into place that year. Good players, good professionals, you know, but quality players against, and but you know when you're playing with Celtic Rangers, nothing really changes. There is no second place. Mm. There is no second place. There is no runner-up. I can't remember ever saying to me, where did you finish in the league? I don't know if it wasn't first, I don't know. You know, I look back now and I look at some of the times where we finished second or we finished third or we finished, I can't even remember we finished fourth. Maybe once, maybe I think. But I couldn't even tell you because as people tell you about that because as soon as you weren't first, you just wanted to hide because that's how important it was. But in the double winning year was a fantastic year for us. As I said, the biggest thing was Rangers... Obviously, we played four times that year. We dropped one point, and that's we've been 2 0 up. And I remember we finished fourth, maybe once, maybe I think. But I couldn't even tell you because it's people that tell you about that. Because as soon as you weren't first, you just wanted to hide because that's how important it was. But in the double winning year was a fantastic year for us. As I said, the biggest thing was Rangers. Obviously, we played four times that year. We dropped one point, and that's we've been 2 0 up. And I think it was Goff he scored in the last kick, I think. I think at um, Ibrox, and we drew 2 2 after being 2 0. Was that the day of the famous <laughs> conducting of the choir? Yes. I was like, oh, that was chaos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was try, he's trying to get a goal, then, but honestly, uh, I know you. 
Uh, <laughs> butcher for pace. The game started off again. I think both teams just played in Europe, and uh, just just became chaos. <laughs> Descended into chaos. Yeah. It started great chaos, then chaos, then major chaos. Chaos was. Uh, Indivisible from the game at that time because, as I say, there was the famous Frank McAvenny scores at Ibrooks and then Rangers score five times in reply, and we all end up in the court after that uh, with sendings off and who knows what no, the, going the, the, on. The two each game is a sending off. The five one game is just uh... we went one nil up. Chris Morris scored a free kick if I'm right in that one. No, Mac- Marcus. Marcus, Marcus scored. scored yeah, yeah. I thought it was now, Chris you, Morris with a free kick. I'll show it to you right now. You hit the post, yeah. and it came back. Mac, I put it in. Is that, is eight, that eight minutes? What when a start you, he said. When you see players ending up in the court, do you think to yourself at that time, "What is going on here?" I think just the, the pressure. I think the referee was Mister Dunk that day, and uh, but you don't want to see that. That's the, the, now the last thing you want to see. But that was just a high-profile game, and I think at that time they were starting to clamp down and things, and it just. I had to be the old firm, didn't it? And uh, it didn't take a <laughs> Now, the game ended up you know, two each. Uh, but it, everything, nothing was remembered about the game. It was just the, the next weeks, and obviously, with we, Terry, Chris, and Graham, and, and Maka just into court. And that's what it's remembered for. It's not remembered for all the good football it was played in the two each game. And it was a, a great game for us now to come back from B2 0 down. Again, now with nine men, we seem to do that quite often against Celtic. And it was just great. But again, everything is just remembered. And, that is the the story of the the, the fixture. I mean that, that Ian's talking about how nine men can get a result. Celtic always went on about ten men won the league and so on and so forth. Uh, it's a fixture where common sense, form, everything goes out the window. You just want to do one, you and I think most of us were brought up. You've got people forget that most of us were brought up. We knew what it meant to your family going to work the next day. You knew all these things. Because that's that was normal life for us. That was the way it was. Your best friends were giving you so much before the game, and I always go back to the, go back to the five one game. I remember I hadn't been out the door for about three weeks. And used to I would not even go to a shop for anything. And I finally said to Lorraine, "Right, we'll go along." And I'm pushing the, the trolley, and it's, I can always remember it as if it was yesterday. And this good-looking big guy, his mum, his older mum, she walks past me and. She says to her son, what's the time, say Robert, whatever. And he's looked at his watch and he's went, five past one. So I walk on about two years and I'm like, it's quarter past four. <laughs> you know, to myself, and I turn around and the two of them are giggling. I'm mad. I'm chasing them with the trolley, trying to smash them with the trolley and all that. This has not been out the house for three weeks. Yeah. But they were the sort of things that get threw away at you, but it was constant. And you knew the next old firm game, that's the way it was. And I think the next one we won, three nothing or something. You know, if we think losing five one, but that was the way you. There aren't in that. No, they'd probably celebrate in their own way within the dressing room or whatever. You know, and be happy on the pitch before they went off for sure. You know, as you would, but no rubbing it in your face in that respect because you knew that the next game would be completely different oh. for whatever reason, for whatever reason, and that's the way it was. I remember the, the nineteen eighty nine final, um, where Rangers should have been given a throw in, but well, Celtic get a throw in and up the park. And scored. Grant playing it forward. That's a good interception by Richard Goff because Joe Miller was going in in the far side of the area. Oh, a mistake! And a goal for Celtic! Oh, a blunder there by Gary Stevens. Three and a half minutes left until half time. Joe Miller sweeping the ball into the back of the net. It's Celtic 1, Rangers 0. Joe Miller 
scored the goal and ran towards the Rangers end before you rugby tackled them to the ground. Ah, but do you know why? Because the game we were talking about, and Durante says that. Terry scored OG but I'm sure I got a touch um, <laughs> and, and, I, and I went down and if you remember I blessed myself on the pitch and everybody never lets me forget it but nobody noticed it there was nothing about that Saturday night there was nothing about that Sunday it was all about the boys getting sent off and whatever Sunday afternoon one of the channels was putting the football on yeah. shows you me blessing myself so it's pandemonium after that now I'm the one to blame for all the trouble uh-huh. you know everything that's happened it's me it should be going to court it's me, it should be doing this and going to jail and whatever. And I'm thinking, then the next thing you're getting Italian headlines, middle pages, El Catalico or something like that, right across the middle pages. So I'm getting all this sent to me and I'm thinking, what's going on here? But nobody had noticed it on the Saturday. Nobody had noticed it on the Sunday. And then all of a sudden, come Monday, I'm the guy that should be going to jail more than anything else. And that probably sums up Glasgow at that particular time and Celtic and Rangers at that particular time. That was the way it was. And it's some things that happen in your life and... People always remember it, and it's something that people will always throw to me still to this day, you know. And it just shows you what the old firm is about, you know. These particularly, you have to be so so careful. Oh. There was a time they were wanting us to go. Remember Durante, but they were wanting us to go. I had to go and maybe warm up with him, and yeah, well, Paul had to go, and go out with Ali, and we were like, no chance, absolutely no chance. So they put us underneath the uh-huh. bit of Ibrox on the ash, but we weren't allowed to go on the pitch because it was so intense. Now, but they put us right under all the Rangers supporters, didn't they? And it was in a cage. So you can imagine what that was like when they were going up the stair. You know, and this was prior to the match, you know? So I don't think it was beer that was coming in toppies at that particular <laughs> time. And as I say, that was the things they were trying because it was so, so intense and there was such a rivalry at that particular time. Do you remember the 4 all game at Ibrox? Where uh, Celtic were 3-1 up and Rangers eventually led 4-3 and then Murdo McLeod scored an unbelievable goal and there were still 20 minutes to go and it was 4 all. and I always remember at full time both sets of fans at Ibrox both sets applauded the players off the park it means such an epic match you don't see that too often It's the only game as you touched on now Grant said earlier now you shook hands after a defeat or a win uh, but that's the only time I've ever seen two sets of the teams in my time playing no firm game we in the centre circle and all Shook hands with each other, and uh, you looked about and you seen the Celtic. Now the Rangers and the Celtic and the Broomland at that time, Celtic had the, the bit of the enclosure as well, mm-hmm. and they were there. And it, was, it was just one of these games. Now they had it, we had it, everything. Now it was good. Now as I said, now it was just what these special games on their day. They were fantastic games. Shug. Now, now great games to play. In. Other games, it was a borathon, wasn't it? Granted, just now, but it, a lot of it came in nerves, and sometimes now the games weren't the greatest, but for atmosphere. Absolutely, that day was just rocking Walter Smith once said that At full time There's no joy There's just relief It's all over Especially now The build up to now Because just as it It becomes intense And especially now When you get by the the new year But that was always a big I always loved the new year game Uh, That was the the game now Because you know if you're granted The new year with a lead You might have a chance now A good chance to win the league and that was a big game, and uh, the the build up to the old firm game because it was just you had it now that time you had you play the games and you just wanted to make sure you weren't injured for the old firm game, and that was now it just took special place. That's the game that sticks at me is now the uh, first first of January. That's the game I always I always look forward oh. to. Tell me if you don't want to talk about this at all, but I'll ask you anyway. The eighties will forever be remembered, amongst other things, for a terrible challenger in you, Petodri. 
And it resulted in horrendous injury for you Do you ever reflect on that day against Aberdeen? You think about it and again it's when it's brought up But there's a lot of worse things that have happened Shug and me getting injured uh, Unfortunately now, as I said now, it took a chunk of my career away But I battle back and get back playing again uh, I've seen friends die I've seen now people lose limbs Now close friends And I, I'm still here, I'm still getting about Still walking about And, and I say it was unfortunate Uh these things happen That's when you play football You, you can get injured And uh, unfortunately I was in the wrong end of a tackle And uh, I get injured But that's You've got to go on I dust myself down I get back playing again I had a great desire It made me a I know it sounds a bit silly But it made me a better person Stronger person And uh, I, just, I get My main aim then Was to get back playing again And uh, as I said now It was just unfortunate But again you can't turn the clock back And just say Oh I'm, I'm better at this I'm better at that That's one of these things that happened But I was fortunate enough To get back playing again Do you bear grudges? No None. I think the biggest thing I could say him, Celtic players were disappointed for him mm. you know because I've said it many times I'm not saying it because he's sitting there I thought he could have played for any of the top teams in the world uh -huh. I thought he could have run and done that because I thought he was fantastic you know he was a different type of midfield player he could run forward score goals great time to get in the box you know terrific terrific player it was and I can, I can honestly say at that particular time we were gutted for him um, obviously He's a fantastic player and you're always looking at the team sheets when somebody's not playing, you're like, I'm glad he's not playing, you know. But at that particular time, uh, there was a big disappointment in our dressing room for him and I think that shows you how close we were um, at that particular time, even all the fights and all the arguments that you spoke about. Oh. And that's why I get in and say he could have been one of the, the greatest Rangers ever. ever. Absolutely no doubt. It was what he'd done, but even even more so, I think he didn't move and went to... Highest, and that was probably the biggest maybe disappointment I've had for him because that's what he deserved. Well, that's the, a, a nice sign of mutual respect between Celtic and Rangers players. Do you, do you look at today's crop and wonder if they can show that same mutual respect? I think that the difference for us was we grew up together. We were playing in the same pitches. We were playing against each other with the schools. I mean, I was playing for Airdrie schools, Coat Bridge schools against the Airdrie schools. I was playing for Airdrie and Coat Bridge. I was playing for Lanarkshire schools. All the places we all came for were playing against Glasgow schools. Then you were playing the schoolboys together. You know, all the things you're not allowed to do now. That's why I loved, I, that's why I think they should all go back to playing for their school teams. And I know it's difficult now because the teachers don't do it anymore. They were the best days of my life because I enjoyed playing for the school team because it was my mates. But when I put on the Celtic jersey with the boys club and whatever, that was something different. That was my job, even as a young man. That I felt that that's what I was wanting to try and do. But the other stuff was an enjoyment. Playing with the schools and whatever, getting off at half time so he could run and play for Celtic in the afternoon. That was part of it. We don't have that now, you know. But the thing I learned, I got to know guys for other teams, you know, and play along with them and whatever. So there was always that mutual respect. We wanted to kick lumps out of each other if I could catch him on a Saturday. <laughs> I wanted to do that, you know. Um, but as soon as that was finished. I was forgot about it. it was never brought up when we went anywhere else it was never even spoke about it there was a bad tackle or whatever and we had that respect for each other and I think Celtic Rangers players will always have that respect for each other but I hope we never ever lose it during that 95 minutes you of know course, whatever it yeah. is you never ever want it and I'm talking about supporters as well you never want to lose that intensity which leads us on to this topic there were riots there were court appearances there was the arrival of Graham Souness and then at the 1989 Cup final, sitting among the Celtic fans, there was Mo Johnson who had posed on a Celtic strip and was apparently going to rejoin Celtic. And then in July of 1989, 
The door opened Into the blue room Came Morris Johnson In a Rangers blazer Shirt and tie Beside David Murray And Graham Souness How did you feel Ian When you first heard He was definitely Going to be a Rangers player We got wind of it A, a fortnight before pre-season uh, There was a few rumours going out I think A few reporters Had, had got wind of it Something And uh, something uh, We mode sent to Terry Butcher During the The Scotland-England game At Hamden And uh, The only Saving grace for me I was Doing my rehabilitation At the time And thank God I was at Glasgow At the time uh, I was down at Lillyshaw But it was just Complete shock But uh, Graham Souness and, and Mr Murray Had always said Now now they sign the Catholics If a player Of a certain calibre Come up And uh, They would go for him <laughs> I think there was A lot of disappointment In the Celtic side The way it was done mm. uh, But I, I, Now That's what happened It was a complete shock And If there was going to be a signing I think now Graham made sure He was going to make The biggest signing of them all and uh, we more walked in as if now nothing had happened that, that was just Morris he just came in and uh, just played away and now as if now not knowing now the the circumstances that were prevailing in Glasgow and uh, he came in and he, he stayed in Edinburgh and as I said now a lot of the, now the boys were saying he was great but I was I was down at Lillishall at the time so it was about I came back about late September by that time he more had already bedded in and uh, the, the, the the Saturday I come back from uh, from England We most scored the winner Against Celtic Ibox Oh in the last five minutes mm-hmm. If you're a former teammate Of Mo Johnson's And you believe You're going to renew That partnership with Mo Johnson And then he signs for Rangers How did you feel Peter? I can remember as if it was yesterday again Because I was in the Scotland squad At that particular time To play in the Rouse Cup And um, The week before We'd played Rangers in the Cup final Mo sat me on Going down Going down the bus um, everyone's been agreed The only thing he says to me is that papers have not been signed Everyone's been agreed He's done the pictures As everybody knows With Big Billy and whatever So We've done all that And then We've played the game And we went down On the Sunday And then Monday We're going to training And I see Big Billy Storming out the hotel And we got on the bus To go to training And Coy stay And more sitting And he said Wee man I'm going to terrorise you Next year No laughing Coy stay And then I'll be like oh, No laughing And um he said, no, serious. And Mo's on. I said, listen, I'm going to sign for a while. Away you go. You know, then the next thing, sure as fate, he signed for Rangers. For me, that was the biggest reason nine in a row happened. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. We shouldn't, I don't care who we lose at me. See if you wouldn't have signed for us, you can't lose at me, Rangers. Uh-huh. No chance. That's what happened. And that should never, I'd have given the world to sign for us. Did it set Celtic back? Yeah, because you were you were losing a top player as well, but also Rangers, your biggest rival, taking an iconic player who was coming back to score your goals. Because there was games we lost, or couldn't score against Andy Gorham, who was fantastic. There's no doubt in my mind, Mo Johnson would have scored because he had that knack of just scoring goals, you know. And in that period of time, we never had a Mo Johnson, and there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that was the biggest thing in my life. And I'll say it this day. Nine in a row happened for Rangers because of that particular day when Mo signed for Rangers. How do you respond to that, Ian? You spot on. Uh, when you're you're taking a, a caliber player, Grant, you spot on a uh, caliber player of Morris from your your main rivals, and it, it just, it's a show statement. Uh, and that's what it was. It now it was a, a shock to everybody, but uh, I think it, to this day, I think Morris Johnson was probably the only person of that ilk now uh, that the Catholic side of it that, that came to Rangers. I'm not sure who even at that. When you talk about the cup final that day, yeah, I think Graham maybe you know be able to 
put shed light on it. After the final whistle, obviously we're in the dressing room giving it Yahoo, you know, celebrating. Seemingly like Graham walks in and throws his medal on the floor or something. He says, the smell will be near facing the, uh, the other side of their face in a couple of days' time. Uh-huh. And that's when most ended up signing for him. We didn't know that, but that's seemingly like what Graham said to the group of players. What was it about Morris Johnson's personality that allowed him to do what he did, knowing that, I mean, he came from Glasgow, he must have known the explosion it would cause. What was it about him that enabled him to carry it off? His relief was getting onto the pitch. Uh, he's a fantastic football player. And now at that time, he had some fantastic footballs about him. Uh, after training, you always worried about what would happen if something had happened to Morris. But the, the relief for him was getting on the pitch on a Saturday. And uh, his first season, first two seasons, he was, he was absolutely out of this world uh, in terms of the goals he scored. and scored a lot of important goals. Uh, what Grant said there nine in a row now along with Coyster they formed a partnership uh, which I, I thought now you'd probably see for the next four or five years it'll be, it never worked out but his first two years he was fantastic and I just thought now the saving grace for Wee Morris was with the pressure of, of what happened was just getting onto the park and, and showing what he could do Did you literally worry for his safety? Of course you did because now there was uh, all sorts of security systems going on at the time now at that time, we could park outside Nemesis Drive, but all of a sudden the cars are getting put into the, the indoor track, and uh, there's people checking under now. There's sniffer dogs checking under cars, and it became a whole new ball game. And uh, we go in, and uh, Morris had a couple of bodyguards uh, who trailed him everywhere, even over to training. At that time, we trained over at the Albion. Now, as Peter said, now Barrowfield, the fans were allowed in at that time. When Mo signed, now there was no fans allowed inside the training ground, so it was a closed door, security, and you, you felt now. We felt now. I was still injured at the time. I'm sure the players felt the pressure, but the pressure on Morris must have been frightening. Now frightening, knowing that you're not having to look over your shoulder all the time. But I said now he was given uh, good protection by Rangers. But and again now in, in this day and age now you, you want to about that life looking over your shoulder all the time when you just want to be a football player and play football. I already know the answer to this question before I ask it, but I'm interested in reaction from both of you. Would you have signed for Celtic? No. Not under any circumstances? No. Would you, Peter, have signed for Rangers? Absolutely no. No chance. Absolutely not. And that, that, that's, listen, we were probably different, you know, in that respect. Morris had that about him, you know. Um, he was that sort of personality. But he was steeped in blue, I was steeped in green. That's the way it was. And it didn't matter. Could I give you all the money in the world? I remember when I was leaving Celtic. I always remember somebody put in when I was leaving Celtic. Um, oh, we should sign him. And he said, okay, he said, we sent this the day Mo Johnson will burn the place down if he comes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it was somebody only making a throwaway comment, and uh, that probably summed up. <laughs> um, but um, absolutely not, no, never in a million years. But it's ironic about talking about Mo there. So I was close to him, I was close to him at the period he was at Celtic the first time, close to him, and then when he was going to sign again, then that was it. I never seen him again. They went back as coaches Celtic we went to Toronto on an international break to play a game over against Benfica over there huh. they came to see us with his two boys one of the Celtic strip one of the Rangers strip and it was the first time I'd seen him in all the years since and huh. spoke to him apart from being on the pitch I never huh. spoke to him uh, on the pitch because uh, you remember I got sent off for smacking him when he was on uh, gave a free kick and then I charged the ball at a free kick yeah. because if somebody let him run enough tripped him up and that was after the game you know I never spoke to him and uh, not because I was never in that position to do it for a scene out of that, but I never made headway to speak to him, vice versa. But we met up over there, came to see us, we went out in the afternoon. I can't remember the afternoon or the next morning. You know, it was one of the ones. But it was all just talking about it, you know, and it was 
very interesting, you know, obviously we had to go through and I was telling about the disappointment I'd had, you know, obviously the things and as I say, he was a great friend at that uh, particular time, you know, and a, a fantastic guy, you know, an absolute fantastic guy and I think because his persona, he was probably the only one that could have handled oh. that, you know, Durante, even Coisty, for all the type of characters, I don't think Coisty could have done what Mo done, you know, oh. I don't think he could have came to us. You know, but Mo was one of these guys. Okay, I'll have a go at it, and that was the way he lived his life. You're not forgiven by either side, you know, because I've read Stephen Presley say that when he signed for Celtic, having been brought up in Rangers, uh, it affected people's approach towards him uh, and others down through the years. Alfie Cohen went to Tottenham after Rangers, but came back to Celtic, and it. Morris Johnson happened 30 years ago Ian 30 years ago and we're still talking about yeah. it uh, it's just uh, it's a great thing about the old firm now it's always there's, you can debate everything and uh, uh, what we more was called for signing now obviously saying he was signed for Celtic and then he went to Rangers now we more had to live with it and uh, he's handled it now he doesn't live in the country anymore <laughs> for this now you can see why he handles it uh, pull that big chunk of money go up but, but there's people that'll do it and in, in future years I think you'll see people going from Celtic Ranger Rangers to Celtic that would be part and parcel of football Terry Butcher once said that he would know that the rivalry had changed if ever a Celtic and Rangers player swapped shirts at the end of an old firm game but some way off yet, Peter. I think you're going. <laughs> I don't think that'll ever happen. You know, I must admit, you're not going to see that on any of your television programmes at the end of the game. <laughs> you know, that's for sure. All maybe, the best. maybe a scowl. <laughs> All the best it does that to one. To be fair, I used to swap your auntie shirt, but I wasn't supposed to. <laughs> I suppose for both of you, final question. Um, for all the madness... For all that Mo Johnson had to live in another country uh, or live in another city when he played for Rangers after being a Celtic player, would you have swapped it for anything, Ian? No. I'll, I'll, um, I'll speak for myself, Grant will probably... I lived the dream. Uh, and I was fortunate enough to represent the club for nearly 14 years. And uh, I loved every day. The thing now you talk about, we can talk about the old firm until we're uh, the back teeth, but I just love getting into the dressing room every day and meeting boys and that you, you never forget that that build up to an old firm game now there were special games over the years but that that week now where you become everybody's best pal because they want a ticket <laughs> if you get beat nobody talks to you for a fortnight <laughs> I don't miss that but I just I miss the build up uh, everything uh, but the game and it's just you know, it's a fin- fantastic game to play on. Was life as a football player ever quite the same after you left Rangers and played for other people? Yeah, you, you see other side of it. There's, there's not a, a level intensity you've had now. There's a more relaxed point. I went, I was went to Kilmarnock and stayed there. Now I was signed a three-year contract with Bobby. Ended up staying eight years. Uh, great, great time at Kilmarnock. Uh, but there's, there's, there's no the, the intensity there. You still go out with a great now enthusiasm of playing football with Kilmarnock and other teams now. Granny played for, but that level intensity goes away for you once you leave the old firm. That one now you're. Uh, the periscope's on you for now, twenty four seven, and uh, that sometimes that's a wee now, that's a relief now taking that away for you. But uh, yeah, if you turn the clock, but I'd, I'd do it all over again. Peter, would you have played against Celtic? You you went to England and never come back, basically. But uh, would you have gone to a Scottish club and played against Celtic? No, um, apart from Rangers, I could have went to the rest of them at that particular time. I was leaving Celtic, um, and I say I didn't want to do that. Um, an opportunity to sign an extension with Celtic when Wim came in. I'd made my mind up to go and then Wim had asked me to stay. 
after he'd seen me playing the game because I was supposed to go to Wills and it broke down and he asked me to come back into training. I played a few games like that when he stayed on and I knew my time was right. You know, people would have probably said it was years prior to that, <laughs> but I knew my time was right. But but the difference for me was when I went to England, I remember my first game and we drew 0 0 with the top of the team, the top of the league team, away from home. And after the game, I hear a couple of the boys talking about going out that night. And I'm going crazy in the dressing room. I'm wanting to start a fight, you know, because it's nil nil. And I thought it was a pub team we'd played, even though they were at the top of the league. I'm wanting to start a fight. I'm going crazy. What are you talking about going out? That effing blinding, whatever. The manager's going to pull me in on a Sunday and say to me, listen, what you've came for, away from home in England, getting a point, is like winning the league, you know? And that probably, that sense he'd given me probably summed up the old firm. We had to win. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately for me, in my period of time, it didn't happen. People say, would you love to change it to any of the successful years? No, because maybe I wouldn't have played as often. Maybe I wouldn't have played as many games. You know, I was heartbroken for a long time, you know, and the relief you seen, we won the Cup in 95, you know, you see the relief we had. So, I understand these things, but the thing about the old firm is, you know, walk into somewhere they know and everybody will know, no matter who he's played with, it's Ian Durant, uh-huh. Rangers. Uh-huh. People say to me, Peter Grant Celtic, I've been away for 23 years living in England. Uh-huh. And I come up here and I find it totally bizarre. But I think that sums up the old firm. You know, the supporters love you, they'll give you everything. As long as you give them everything, I think the thing the two of us can say, we gave everything, it was our clubs, we loved it. You know, we loved being part of it and it was a dream for us. That's what it was for us. It was a dream that came through, you know, and you'd hope it never end. And the thing that I can look back and when they put you in the box and they turn around and say, and I've got Celtic next to my name. You know, you played at Celtic and you know, but the same we have in Rangers next to us. If somebody said that to me when I was a kid, take me away. You know, so best days of my life, still got the best mates for the time, still speak to the guys for Rangers at that time when you see them. And I think that was the respect that was shown during that, even though it was a real, real tough time for us at that particular time. Terrific note on which to finish. Grandi and Durante, you have not been like Blackpool comedians. You have been first class. Thank you both. Next up, we'll take a look at the old firm in the 90s. Super Scoreboard. The old firm through the decades.